good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, West Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And Brent Fruget. Hello. We have an excellent episode for your, our listeners today. We are going to get into movies coming out to theaters this week. We also have uh, a What Have You Watched segment and a review of Dewey Cox. I believe what, it's Walk, walk hard, hard, the Dewey Cox kay. story. I just kept calling it Dewey Cox because I was like, eh. People will know what I'm talking about. Would they? I don't know. Would they? Do you think they would? I don't yeah. Know if they've seen it. I'd never <laughs> seen this. I don't... Was it... Uh, did it do well? I don't remember this movie. I guess it was nominated for Golden Globes. Well, it so. also was, what, 2007 or 8 or something like that? I don't even remember. It was... It's 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 about it's 10... It's over 10 years old. Yeah. I remember seeing it come to theaters... And I was interested by it, but uh, honestly, this was one I saw and was like, nope, not going to watch it. Not a chance. It looked really dumb. And now that and, you've seen it. And I'm not saying that it's not dumb, but it's worth watching. It's, it's, it's like Scary Movie, how those make fun of all the scary movies, like horror movies. This makes fun of, there was like a lot of, you know... True stories coming out, you know. There was like um, uh, walk, walk the, the line. line was a big one. There was the yep. Ray, you know, or whatever about yep. Ray I, Charles. I think it was called "I'm Not There" or "I'm Not Here." The one, the Bob Dylan movie. Yep, something yep. like that. So they, this is he parodies. I, I looked at the trivia. Any parodies like obviously the Beatles and Ray, uh, like all of these yeah. big yeah. pop stars from back in the. And it's fun. It's like. It's it is funny because it makes fun of not only these stories how it's all the same like the rise and the fall and then the recovery and the, but it's like the how it's all broken down into chapters and like he'll just in the middle he's like this is middle me it's like you know because there's like beginning middle and yes. end is like yeah. and then they, they literally they're like this is the end of a chapter in your life. And then they move on to the next thing. Yeah. We'll talk about it more later. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, that's, you know, from a structure standpoint even, it's making fun of. Yeah. So that's why it's like this, the music biopic scream, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will get into that a little bit later in the episode. I want to say our website, moviereviewcrew.com, is a great place for you to check out all the new stuff on the show and request movies right on our homepage. Uh, we're doing listener requests for the entire month of January. Uh, this is the th- fourth, no, yeah, third or fourth month for Prove It Month in January. I think yep. it'll be the third month. Third month. Right, yeah. So we've had a lot of feedback from our listeners. And if you still want to get a movie uh, reviewed by us, again, it's moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. 
What are the movies coming out to theaters this week? I know it's a big one, right? Uh, well, unfortunately not. Lie. Technically. Um, Don't lie to me. Lie. Well, see, the, here's the thing. 1917 is yes. technically coming out, but it's a limited release, and uh, it won't be a wide release until January 10th. That's a So, bummer. yeah, I took this Friday off <laughs> expecting to be able to go see 1917, and it's not going to be in Omaha. That movie is crushing it on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, and it, for those that have seen Advanced Screenings or whatever, it's sitting at an 8.6 on IMDb. That's so. insane. I'm hoping it's not one of those movies where my expectations are way too high. But uh, a great movies can overcome that. Like Blade Runner 2049, my expectations were through the roof, and it lived up and exceeded those. So. And do you know the common denominator? Mr. Deakins. No. Ah. Oh. Those are both space movies. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot. Yeah. No, it is Deakins, though. <laughs> and he is what? fantastic. Oh, you tricked uh, me is. there. You I gotcha. tricky. He I just gotcha. has Everything. such a particular style that is just great. He is. I mean, we know, we've discussed him plenty on the show, but he is fantastic. Yeah. I think Oscar nominations in three or four decades now, and I'm not talking like one dec- one in this decade, one in this, it's like 17 nominations. It is ridiculous. And it will be another one for 1917. I bet he wins again. I don't Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I bet he wins but. again. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I bet he wins again, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Dude, from I what heard, I hear, yeah. It's a continuous take. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's ridiculous. Made to look like a yeah, continuous yeah, yeah. take. Yeah. But um, what else? Uh, also coming out, Little Women. That's the Greta Gerwig. Yes. Uh, this is like the 10th version of this movie to come out. Yeah, but this version has my girl Emma Watson in it. Word. She's just okay. Oh. I'll be nice. What? No. She She's sucked in Beauty and the Beast. What? <laughs> I mean, that movie's like five years old. She's a changed. Oh, what? yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Sucking it. She went through uh, Dewey Cox transformation. She's in the next chapter of her life. Whatever. She sucks. Whatever. I disagree. Uh, Also coming out, and this is the one I'll probably end up seeing since I took a day off to apparently not see 1917. Star Wars. Uncut Gems. Oh. Yeah. Adam Sandler's getting a lot of talk and possible Oscar talk. I heard that he had been preparing for this role for years. Yes. So if he's and if he's gonna take this seriously, acting seriously, like more power to him. I'm. It's he's been in his cocoon for a while. Well, he has a few movies where he actually has to act, and they're not bad. And movies. they're always good. Like, well, at least from critic standpoint, they're yeah. always talked about as being very good like, movies. His first like serious one was. Drunk Punch Love, which I wasn't really a punch fan of. Punch Drunk Love. Which, that's what, I, yeah. what did I say? <laughs> You're close enough. What did, did I say something you else? You said Drunk Punch Love. Did I? I think you might have. I don't know. Those Whatever. Are, those are such close things. Did that, I say I that? Know, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. I'm drunk. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> One joking. makes it sound like domestic abuse. One makes it sound like love. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but he did act very well in that movie. That's a Boom. Paul Thomas Anderson in it film, is. isn't it? Yep. Not the biggest fan of his work. Yeah, but he's a Arthur. Arthur. Uh, also coming out, um, Spies in Disguise. 
It's a oh tiny. yeah, animated that's... movie with Will Smith and Tom Holland. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Will Smith Will and Smith. Tom Holland. Oh. Yeah, you got I wish it. Aaron would have just said that because yeah. then I would have known what it was. Yeah, that doesn't look good. Uh, you say that, but I I think it looks decent. It's like gotta... as an animated film, <clears throat> not really my stuff anymore, but it looks good. I still need to see Inside Out. Yeah, you haven't seen Inside or Out or Frozen, the first yeah. one. Yes. You haven't seen the first one. No. Right. Anyway, what else is coming out? Uh, last one on here. I'm not even. I this. I don't think this is a wide release. I've never even heard of it. The Song of Names. Oh. And the Aaron is connected to the Brent. The Brent is connected to the Mike. Wow. It's got Clive Owen and Tim Roth. Oh, we're just gonna glaze directed over by that. Francois Girard. Say that more French. <clears throat> Francois <laughs> Girard. Wait, no, even, even <laughs> what? More, even more. Zara. <laughs> there you go. Francois Girard. There you go. Uh-huh. You just sound like Scooby Doo doing an accent. Eddie Izzard's <laughs> in it. Who? Comedian, British guy. Who? Crossdresser. Nope, nothing. Not ringing a bell. Nope. Anyway, so those. Uh, I'm looking forward to 1917 coming out. Uh, Little Women. Is that that was the other one? Yeah, that one got nominated for a couple Golden Globes. So for might... actresses, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of big names in that one. Yeah. Also, Sorsha Ronan, yeah. Emma Watson, I like Timothy her. Chalamet. Um, I like both of them. They're actually in Lady Bird together. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Chalamet good. was good in The King, a Netflix movie just came out this year. That, but they, I just, I just don't think I'm interested in this movie. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair. You can be interested in whatever you want to be interested in, bro. It's, it's like the. Hundredth version of this movie to be a TV series and name another one. Uh, Little Women. <laughs> huh. Wait, no. What, what about Little Women though? You just, you just because they're all called Little Women. Yeah, they're all <laughs> the same movie. What? <laughs> huh. Well, you know, I was like, you dude, that no, that's the name of this movie. <laughs> no, the other one was Litter, Littler Women. Yeah. I can't speak. Tiny right Women. Though. Tiny Women. Small Women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, they threw a curveball, and it was tall women. So well, that was a little. Yeah. It didn't get the quite the same fan service. No. I mean, you type in "little women" in uh, in IMDb search. I'm not. Oh, in IMDb. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's like <laughs> 1933, a TV series in 2014, a TV miniseries in 1978, a movie in 1949, another TV miniseries in 2017. Another well, movie in 2018 book, so in 1994, they're... and now it's like, how many friggin' times do people need to see this? Obviously, I mean, at least once more. Yeah, I mean. Apparently. Uh, okay, let's move on. What are the movies you guys have seen lately, or, or just segments and TV shows? What have you seen lately? I went to see Ford vs. Ferrari, finally. Yeah, how was it? Fantastic. Very exciting it? movie. Uh, it's long, but it's fun and exciting, so it doesn't feel long. And I think... Just Christian Bale being excellent is just the norm for him. Every time you see him on screen, it's it's amazing what he does. Yeah. And Matt Damon is good, but when you're up against Christian Bale, it's tough. But I think it's a very good movie. I think it's definitely worth seeing. Awesome direction and cinematography. Fun music that keeps it feels like it, the story keeps moving. Who's the director of that? James Mangold. 
guy that did Logan most recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a few. He actually worked with Christian Bale on 310 to Yuma before. He's a good director. Yeah, seems like it. And this story is... Uh, I'm not a car person at all. But I don't know the first thing about cars, but it keeps you... Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a gearhead car guy to to enjoy the movie. You don't know the first thing about cars? I know that... Uh, one pedal is gas. Ooh. Oh, that's not the first One thing. That's like thing brake. six or seven. The oh. first thing is don't talk about car club. <laughs> first rule of car club. Uh, I knew there was going to be a bad joke there. Yep. I was thinking it was yep. going to be like the from the movie Cars kind of oh. bad joke. But. Ka-chow. But anyway, I absolutely highly recommend it. I imagine Christian Bale will be nominated, or at least there's talk of yeah. him being nominated. So. Where does it rank on your best movies of the year list? Ooh. It made the top 10. I'd have yeah. to look. It's probably right on the edge of top five just because oh, of oh. entertainment value. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, Brent, have you seen anything lately? I have not really been able to get to the movie theater yeah. lately. I'm going to try more. I think maybe even after the show, I might go try to see a movie mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. out. But I don't know. Not really. I've been watching Disney Plus, you know. Yeah. There's a show Brink? on the... Yeah, I watched Frank. No, that was a while ago. But no, there's a show on there called Avengers Assemble. Huh. I've been watching. It's it's is a it? cartoon. It is. Oh, uh, I was like, is that a new? No, it's a it's is animated. It is it old? Mm, well, I think I think it's like ended Since last the year. Avengers movies. I don't know. I think maybe the series ended last year, or maybe okay. it's still going. I don't know. But like, okay. they have like some seasons on there that I've. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's There's a right. new Disney Plus original movie with Willem Dafoe that is, I mean, I don't, it doesn't look like anything too yeah. new and interesting, but I'll probably watch it because it's free. And Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't, I forgot about it, but on Disney Plus, um, I know Aaron would hate this movie because he hates Anna Kendrick, but they have a Christmas movie. Oh, God, that looks bad. With yeah. Anna Kendrick. It, it's like a. It's like a little. It's a kids' cute movie type thing. I mean, obviously, it's Noel. Not, that's a, that movie got killed. Yeah, Pro, I mean, rightfully so. Anna Kendrick can't act. She, you gotta be mean like that. It's not mean to tell the truth. Is not mean. I like Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um, I saw for the first time Christmas Vacation. That was the first yeah. time you've seen it. Really? For the first. Well, so I remember like this was one of those times where. Like I don't think I've seen that before. And then you watch and like, oh, I I remember parts this of part. Well, yeah, because it's been on TNT yeah. every Christmas since you've been alive. So this is for sure the first time I've seen it start to yeah finish. But it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Did you like it? I've seen I've seen Vegas Vacation a ton. Yeah, and so I was. It's different than that. Like this one, I don't know. It just felt different, and I think that might be nostalgia hitting me. Because granted, like I was four when yeah. Chris or Vegas Vacation came out, and I was negative six, <laughs> maybe probably even younger than that. I don't remember what year it came out, but it's yeah. been around for a while. But I, anyway, that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Really? Yeah. It was. It was interesting. There aren't very many good Christmas movies that aren't you know like the classic cartoons. Dude, Elf. Yeah, pass. Alf, the Christmas Alf. special. Could we you actually, imagine? We actually just at work, uh, we had them watch a movie, and the only one that we had was Christmas Vacation. So yes. <laughs> um, otherwise, I saw I've been watching a little more co- uh, like stand-up specials. 
I watched uh, a while ago. I watched Ellen DeGeneres. This is new-ish stand-up new-ish. special. It's like it came out last year, I think. Um, but she talks a lot about being relatable, even though she hasn't done like she's been on TV for twenty some years yeah. now. Yeah, and she was, like someone asked her, like, "Are you still relatable? Do you think you'd be good at stand-up?" And that's her entire bit is like ways that she is still relatable. Um, I've watched this guy called Neil Brennan. He's funny. He is. Did, have you seen his Netflix uh, special called Three Mics? Nope. He has three mics up on stage, and one he has his, like, one he talks into his comedy, and then the other mic he uses for, like, his depressing life. Basically, like, depressing life shit. And it's it's still, like, he still adds some humor to it, but it still, like, gives a, a peek into his life, and then one is just solely for one-liners. And so it's interesting to see him transition from, like, thing to thing. Um, you should check out one of my favorites that he just has a different sense of humor. Gary Goldman has a few stand-up specials that just crack me up. Gary Goldman? Goldman, G-U-L-M-A-N. All right, I'll have to check him he's, out. He's a different kind of funny, and it it's my style. I don't know if you'll like it, but it's yeah. definitely my style of comedy. I, so I, like, I've been trying to find some more comedians, like stand-up specials that I can like kind of take notes from that i really enjoy and neil brennan has has made that list now and john mulaney has always been on that list he's great in my opinion uh and then like going back to some of the aziz and sorry ones um so i'll I'll have to check out Uh, i'll text you later because i'm not gonna remember that nope (laughs) i guess i could just listen to the show sure uh also i saw hot rod this oh boy (laughs) hey you've never seen that that's along the same lines of dewey cox it is But it's not at the uh, same time. You know the Corridor Crew videos? They talk about stunts and they talk about CGI. We talked about this. Yeah, they did a stunt thing. They were talking about how there's one scene where he ramps over a van and then just smashes his body into the ramp and falls. And the take that they used was the stunt man like... Breaking his Yeah, breaking his leg and like cracked his back on the thing. But apparently... uh, Kind of an unwritten rule in Hollywood is if if the stunt man gets hurt doing the stunt, that's the take you use. So it's interesting because he was supposed to clear the ramp, right? He was, he was, but I think for that movie, it works so much better that he did not. Yes, <laughs> without yeah. it. And I think the, I think he broke his leg for comedy. Yeah, the next scene is him walking <laughs> the bike home, and he just looks tattered <laughs> as hell. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But that movie is wild. Yep. And I, so I actually brought that up purposely last because, like you said, it is a lot like Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Hot Rod got trashed on Rotten Tomatoes, and Dewey Cox didn't. Yeah, I don't get it. I, like, I think. Dewey, I mean, I do get it. For, do you? I don't, I don't get it. Like, I think because Hot Rod, Hot Rod was just kind of its own dumb thing. It wasn't specifically it wasn't spoofing anything, spoofing something where people, where the critic could say, "Oh, how smart!" You know, yeah. it's just dumb comedy, which critics don't generally like. I guess, but with with Dewey Cox, it's dumb comedy in the name of parody. Interesting. So I think that's probably the disconnect. It could be. Because at be. least the critics can can say, "Oh, I liked it because of how smart it is." Yeah. Even though it's just dumb. 
<laughs> I mean, they're, there's yeah. no way around that. Yeah, I think Hot Rod is still somewhat like more grounded of his story, and Dewey Cox is just off the rails from the start. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's get into <laughs> this. You want to do the rundown real yes. quick, and then we can yes. talk about this. Uh, so, Brent, you picked this movie. Um, I did. When, what are you trying to prove about uh, Dewey Cox? Well, it's hard to pick one movie for this, but I was just trying to prove that John C. Riley is one of the most versatile, if not the most versatile actor working right now. Because he can do comedies. He can do dramas. He can... I mean, he his... He can sing. I mean, he's not a terrible singer, so he can do like musical mm-hmm, type mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he can do almost anything. And a lot of people, there are a lot of movies he's in. The you know uh, Magnolia, he was in. He was a supporting actor and fantastic. And that was one of the other problems was a lot of the things where he uses a lot of drama yep. and maybe a lot of humor. He's not the main person, so it's like yeah. I wanted to find a movie where he was the main person and he at least uses a couple things that he's good at. All right, all right. Uh, so Walk Hard from 2007. Uh, it's a Dewey Cox story. R-rated, hour and 36 minutes long. I did not realize it was R-rated. I'm not even kidding. And then I saw boobies in it, and I was like, what in the F is going on? And uh, yeah, in the name of gender yes. equality, there was a big old schlong in the middle yes, of it. Yes, <laughs> that is right. Oh, God. Boobies were a little more memorable to <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, every, no. like anytime any show shows boobs, there's going to be an article online about, oh, how come we can show uh, boobs and no. not penises? Dude, but the dick just yeah, like... Right there. Right well, by yeah, his face. He's, he's just like, he's almost like he was talking to it when yeah. he was talking to him. He's like, hey. So yeah. funny. Uh, but it's an hour and 36 minutes long. It's a comedy music film. Seward singer Dewey Cox overcomes adversity to become a musical legend. Directed by uh, Jake Kasdan and written by Judd Apatow and Jake Kasdan. Jake Kasdan has done a lot of stuff. I looked it up. Uh, he did Jumanji's, the new Jumanji's? ones. Jumanji's? Mm. Plural. The new yep. ones. Okay. Uh, he's also done uh, Bad Teacher. I haven't seen that. It's Okay. Uh, he was on Freaks and Geeks directing some of those episodes. And then there was one other thing that I thought I saw. Oh, Sex Tape, which... Uh, I don't know if I know what that one That is. one's... It's got... Uh, you would know. Yeah. The it's guy from How I Met Your Mother. Jason Segel and yep. Cameron Diaz in it. I don't think it was a, a, a great... Greatly received movie, but it was in that like same like string of movies with Judd Apatow that was like 40-Year-Old Virgin... Uh, yeah, knocked up. Like I think it was all kind of in that same run and timeline. Uh, the film "Walk Hard" Dewey Cox story stars John C. Riley, obviously Jenna Fisher, David Crumholtz, Tim Meadows, which I freaking love in this movie. Yes, <laughs> you. I told you that's my new favorite line. <laughs> you don't want no part of this shit. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> get out of here, Dewey. You don't want no part of this shit. Uh, Kristen Wiig, Craig Robinson uh, makes an appearance. I mean, there's a lot of actors in this one. Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live. A lot of Saturday Night Live uh, alum in this movie. I thought maybe it was... Well, not even that. Just a lot of Office alum, too. You had Pam, and then you had... uh, I don't um, know, Ed Ed Helms. Yeah, the... Yeah. What is his name in The Office? Um, Andy? No. Andy. India. Yeah. That's Ed Helm? Yeah. In The Office? He's I thought a, Ed he, Helms was the guy from The Hangover. He's in The Hangover, He's too. in The Office. 
Is he? Yeah. I never watched The Office. I've Obviously. seen bits and pieces. That show's not funny. Do you know, oh, do you know who played Elvis, Elvis Presley in this movie? I can't think of his name, but I have seen him before. Aaron, do you know? No. Jack White. Oh, was that Jack White? That was Jack freaking White. Because I see him and I'm like, he looks familiar. I just can't tell who I that is. I did the same thing and I would not have put the pieces together until I just saw yeah. it right here. That, yeah, that was actually kind of funny though. He's like, Jack, <laughs> like, Jack oh, White <laughs> of uh, Cold Mountain fame. Right, oh. that guy. I'll mute you so hard, so fast. Don't pretend he's not great in that movie. Jane Lynch also makes an appearance. I mean, there's a lot of. I don't want to go through all of these because most of them are just kind of like cameos. Yeah, but like like the Craig Robinson cameo. He's the singer, but he's he's like an integral part of yeah. the film. But he's only in there for ten minutes. Anyway, the film gets two Golden Globe nominations, one for uh, Dewey Cox played by John C. Riley, and then one for Best Original Song in the motion picture. This is the song Walk Hard, which is so ridiculous. The film on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 74% certified fresh from critics, giving it a score of 6.57 out of 10, an audience score of, get this, 6.66 oh. Oh. out of 10. Because of it's the devil's music. Yep. Uh, oh, God. Audience score of 57%. Critics' consensus, a parody that pokes fun at rock stars and reductive biopics alike. This comedy sings in large part because of stellar performances and clever original music. I wouldn't even say that the, the original music is the best part of this film. No. I would say that's still the, good. I, I did think that while watching it, that somebody had to legitimately write real songs for this ridiculous comedy movie and that it worked they were funny and still you know legitimate songs yeah just yeah like the let's duet where they're just <laughs> it's just innuendo after innuendo instead of let's do it they're talking about duet it's clever clever music making I man <laughs> look this I movie I hadn't like seen movie. it <laughs> I was not prepared for the level of stupid that this I just dove straight into was not either I thought this was going to be like a somewhat cheeky right right like like playfully dumb because you don't expect a movie that is liked by critics to be like this yes and, exactly. and as soon as it opens up and the little kids are like no not even that before that the the very first scene is they're looking for Dewey Cox. Oh God, yeah. And then Tim Meadows is like, Nah, before every He's show, gotta, he has to reminisce <laughs> about his entire life. And I was like, Oh God, damn it! I thought you were gonna yeah. say when he was yelling around, Dewey Cox, I need Cox, I need Cox well, right yes, now. Yeah, even, yeah, that before that, I just like when the when the kids showed up and like, What a beautiful day! And the brother, <laughs> Yeah, sure is. Nothing we terrible young, is gonna happen nothing, today. We have our whole lives ahead of us. So uh, but they it do the, the most the, dangerous stuff possible. <laughs> I think the <laughs> first half of this movie, like it came out of the gate strong for me, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I was laughing, and then it kind of overstayed. Even though it's only Dude, just over a little hour and a half, a little over. I was gonna say this movie felt like it, two and a half. It hours. overstayed its welcome a bit, and, and it, the last half of it lost the charm. I think of the first half. Yeah, I, I, w I will also agree because it dives in fast. And it's funny. 
And, you know, like just the lines That's... catch you off guard by how stupid. I shouldn't be laughing at something so stupid. I'm cutting half real bad, yeah. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey, I'm cutting half real good. <laughs> the doctor, this is, this is the worst case of somebody being cut in half. I, I couldn't reattach the top half with the bottom half. <laughs> Dad's like, we're not, we're scientists. not scientists. Speak English. So stupid. It was funny. He sings a song in high school about holding the hands. Oh, like, and just starts. We know what you mean by talking about holding hands. You know who has hands? The devil. But okay, it's that funny. one did get me. It's funny to me, like, when he was like, Oh, you're 14 years old, and it's old John yeah. C. Riley. Well, like, like the uh, next scene when he moves out with his oh girlfriend, she's like, "You're a failure." And he's like, "I think I'm doing all right for a 15 year old with a wife and a child." Dude, that I was gonna say the passage of time and how they played with that is hilarious because it looked like nine years had passed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 15 years old. Oh man, but. Like that, that, I think those jokes only get you so far. Well, sure, and that's why I feel like, and this happens with a lot of um, Saturday Night Live sketches that get turned into feature-length movies. And I don't know if this was ever a Saturday Night Live sketch. I have no idea. But but just because of all the Saturday Night Live cast in this, it reminded me of that, where they take a sketch and try to make a feature-length movie, and it's like, yeah, the novelty wears off far too quick for it to be oh, a feature-length movie. Wayne's World is a great movie. Well, sure. Okay, there are exceptions to the rule. There's also Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> is that an SNL skit? Yeah. Mm. There was, uh, I forget what it was, but uh, um, Tim Meadows actually did a movie with one of his skits, and that was yep. real bad. Real yep. bad. Tim Meadows was fantastic in this movie, though. Yeah. And that, that part of the skit, that... Where they keep redoing the same thing for for different drugs. Oh my god! Yeah, like, but the 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 weed one might have been the funniest. So he's good. Like, oh, so I'm gonna get addicted. He's like, no, it's non-habit forming. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure okay. it's really expensive though. <laughs> it's the least expensive drug there is. <laughs> I think I might want to try me some of that. <laughs> you you can't smell it. Nah, I ain't got no sense of smell. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, you learned to do all this with no sense of smell. Oh, I had to learn it by ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. The The first half was so good. And, and the part about he married another woman and, and she walks in on him and he's like, it's not what it looks like to each of them. And he didn't know that. It was just, it was funny. And then it got to the point where he... It just kind of got boring and then really not funny when he's like running through the streets high and I don't know. It it just well, the, the, I it, mean, it took off and then it glided and slow and then crash landed to me is how how this movie worked. I I don't think so. like because that's you're parodying like actual people at that point. Well, sure, and they did the whole. Uh, Bob Dylan thing where I was gonna say I was very impressed with his Bob Dylan song and his, his song and his talking yeah, about like elephants and stuff. Yeah, like that. Well, I mean, what the hell is he singing about? You no, don't just deep, man. Just the the like how he was enabled to like, yeah, eclipse the voice of Bob yep. Dylan. Like, dude, that's pretty good. John C. Riley's a talented man. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to j- jump to the, your yeah, your proof. His his song about uh, midgets was pretty dang funny. 
You talk about how their time will come when they remake Wizard of Oz, and their midgets are in the background just nodding their head, looking at each other. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. The, and, okay, so I guess that part in the middle half and toward the end was fun, how he kept switching, changing music styles to parody other real artists, but... I mean, they had the scene where he meets the Beatles, and like there's that, one, actually, that one fell flat. But there's actually too. like some good cameos in that. If you're like, oh, hey, it's Jack Black. Oh, it's Paul Rudd. Oh, it's um, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, I forget their. What name. is his name? He's from uh, a lot of things, but he's in Scott Pilgrim as the main bad guy. Yeah, Schwartzman. Yeah, yeah Jason, Jason Schwartzman. And then um, Justin Long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was okay. Like. Jason Schwartzman isn't a giant name, granted, but like you have Jack Black, Paul Rudd, and then Jason Schwartzman, and then you have Justin Long. But Justin Long... He did pull off that accent pretty... Yeah. Hilariously. Justin Long is one of those guys who I think is noticeable by a lot of people, because you have a dodgeball, you have Accepted, and stuff like that. You have those Mac commercials. You have the Mac commercials. Yep, 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 yep. Galaxy Quest, uh, world's greatest sci-fi parody movie ever made, Galaxy Quest, 10 out of 10. 10, Yeah. He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was Mac, though, pretty sure. I don't remember what they were for. (laughs) Yeah, the really nerdy guy in the suit was a PC. Because yeah. it was like Macs are for creators, PCs are for office people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. The show just went. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know what else to talk about this. Like, talk about the proof. Did, was this movie able to prove one way or the other whether he's the most versatile I or one of the most versatile? I don't think. That a this is the right movie to prove that because yes there are but some that's the thing that I I don't think there is a single movie that can prove that point that's that's the tough part of it is because we're talking about range of comedic abilities singing abilities acting sure. abilities sure so we're using this as like a device to look at his filmography yes I, I that's the thing is I've seen a lot of what he's done and I would agree he is. He's always good, no matter if it's a serious role, no matter if it's this. No, he is good. Uh, you know, just Step Brothers is hilarious. Talladega Night, when he teams up with Will Ferrell, it's funny. But I honestly think he outshines Will Ferrell in a Absolutely, lot of ways. yes. Every one of them. I wouldn't say every one of them. Every, every one of them. one of those two. Yeah, have you ever seen Sherlock? Or Holmes and Watson? Oh, no. wait, I forgot they made that yeah. one. Oh, Ugh. sorry. You you just disproved yeah. that John C. Reilly. Gosh. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> no, I, I, I just have a hard time proving this. Because, like, you got huge Ackman. He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He can be fierce. He can be dramatic. Yeah, but... I feel like I, I I like you, Jackman. I think he can do a lot of that. But I think his comedy, if he does comedy, it's more of oh, he said something funny, and that's Hugh Jackman. We're not expecting that. Sure, I think I think Hugh Jackman though. I guess like John C. Reilly, in, in my mind, like he's great, and he's probably more well-rounded. But I think Hugh Jackman like can do the singing and yeah. acting way well, better. I'll I'll give you that. I think like. In a comedy aspect of it, John C. Riley's better, but obviously sure. in like an action aspect of it, Hugh Jackman's right, without be a doubt. So you know what I mean? Like it's hard to have somebody who can do every single thing and be great at every single thing. Sure. But I think John C. Riley is one of the closest to being great at every single thing. I mean, Hugh Jackman, like I think he's great too, and he's great at 
you know, drama, mm-hmm. action, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and he can sing. But like I said, with the comedy aspect of that, I guess he might lack a little just because, like I said, if he says something that's funny, it's funny because you're not expecting it. Sure. And John C. Riley, he would, I guess, lack in the action. I haven't, I don't know if I've really seen him be actiony in action movies. Like he was in Kong, but he didn't really that's do not, too much yeah. action. Did he do anything in Sisters Brothers? Or was that more uh, of a drama? No, there was a shot, shootout scene, but, like, but it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like action, action. action. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman, like, Wolverine, like, that's all action. So, I mean, like, he has that type of thing that he does. And he's in one of my mom's favorite movies called Australia, where they, I think, sing I and stuff love like that. that movie. Maybe I should do that for my proof. That got killed. Freaking love that movie. Yeah, that's one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah, guys, maybe I shouldn't just, say that then. Apparently, you know, you have the same taste in movies as my mom. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess not a lot of these. I'm looking at this list of actors, and not a lot of them can sing. Like, and the thing is, like, some of them that can somewhat sing is even if you look at someone like, I know you're going to disagree, but somebody like Anna Kendrick, she can kind of sing, but. Her acting's not always that great. Mm-hmm. It's not always even good. Emma, I like Emma Watson. I think she can sing and I think she can act. But are you kidding me? That comedy whole aspect? Beauty and the Beast movie was auto tune. Oh, you're auto tune. I'll auto tune you, dude. Do it. I probably could. We're on a <laughs> podcast. I just, you know, it's fine. We're past like uh, maybe somebody like Paul Rudd. I don't know if Paul Rudd can sing. I've never really heard him sing. But like he can do drama. He can mm-hmm. do comedy. Mm-hmm. He can even do action. Yeah, he but does Paul Rudd, anime. when he does drama, it's still Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd is a whole lot of Paul Rudd and everything. It's just the same kind of thing. That's what I like about about John C. Riley is that he can do different variations of himself. It's not just funny man John C. Riley making a dramatic role kind of funny that's what paul rudd does that's what uh most comedians do and that's why when a lot of them do drama or do something serious it's just a funny role in a dramatic movie what about someone like jamie fox a dude can sing dude has had billboard hot 100s Mm, yeah but i guess i think he's a great actor he's got oscar nominations Mm -hmm. Sure, for singing. For singing. Well, perhaps. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Have you guys seen La La Land? Yeah, no, hated it. I haven't seen it either. That's Ryan Gosling. <clears throat> Actually, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a driver, not a daddy. And, uh, <laughs> and he was a... never had a daddy. And... And uh, Ryan Gosling was in a movie that I had to watch that made me hate movies for about two months. Hey, so. little boy. Little boy, you want toothpick? I got picky teeth for something. Look at all this range. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about range. Did you see that range? Mm. Oh man. No, so I don't I don't know if I can conclusively say that yeah, John C. Riley is the most. Well, I said one of the, if not the most. So one of. But I will say. I think I like I I will I'll give it a yes. He's one of the most. Which I, I agree with. I mean, like, saying he's the most versatile, I guess, would be kind of a hard thing to prove, especially with just one movie, because I guess I didn't really think too much about the like action aspect of it, because he doesn't really do a whole lot of action. 
But like, I feel like anybody who's versatile and can do all the things, there's going to be one that they're lacking on. Like yeah. most of them, it's going to be, you know, s- musicals sing, because yeah. most of them aren't going to be able to sing like that. Well, most musicals, people just don't make musicals. Zoe Deschanel? Oh, get the hell he out like of here. I like her. I like her too. As one of the most. But I don't. Talented? She can do yeah. serious roles. She has well, a. In what? But her. 500 comedy, Days of Summer. I that, feel like in her comedies, right. though. It's I'm not even going to entertain you with <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Get the hell well, out of I'm, here. Well, I am. So I. Thank you. I think for her comedy aspect of it, like New Girl, she's kind of funny, I guess. But I think most of her comedy aspect, she's like the straight person. You know what I mean? Like, and That's they, part of comedy. Yeah, but like she's not the funny one. She's the one that that's bringing this comedy back. You know, like making it serious again or something like that. You know, it's part I'm, of comedy. The problem with is, with, with like, singers and comedians is that most of the time when they try to do the serious stuff, they're not good enough. Singing? No, uh, that's what, when people can sing. When you try to transition from a comedian to a serious role. There are very few people that can do it well. There, There's, you know, John C. Riley can do it, but he doesn't get a lot of the chances to be the leading man. Uh, we've just done a few of uh, Robin Williams' movies. He's one of the few that seamlessly could go from something like Mrs. Doubtfire to a crazy stalker guy in one-hour photo. It's and like, he wasn't a that. bad singer. I mean, he was the genie. He was the genie. He did have one singing performance. Yeah. So there are very few people. Uh, Christian Bale start his his whole the career newsies. started by singing and dancing in the Newsies and in uh, what's the Empire of the Sun is how he got his that role was his singing. I mean, it's he now does all the dramatic acting he doesn't dip into comedy yeah. he doesn't yeah. do singing yeah. but and that's another one though like i don't know if he really ever did comedy like newsies had comedy in it but it was never no. him no um if i mean if we're just gonna entertain random stuff like like uh christian bale i'm just teasing uh jeremy renner's in a band uh, yeah but he's that acting part <laughs> that like, one thing he, he gets do, paid for. Yeah, he I'm can, telling you, a lot of he you can, can do bring action. up a lot of comedians and a lot of people that can sing, and the problem is yeah. they're not going to pull off the acting in a believable way. Yeah. And then there are people like Russell Crowe that can really act, and then they go try to sing, <laughs> and Les Mis happens. <laughs> so it is a real talent. The problem is a lot of the times you're never going to see these people sing because musicals don't really make money and they're not made anymore musicals and when people don't make money and when people make musicals you know who they hire singers musicals don't make money yeah like cats i think i he, bet that still a makes money <laughs> i don't know they put a boatload of money into that movie and it's getting killed dude i think you're just overstepping your bounds there uh, Mamma Mia, cumulative worldwide gross, $610 million. Okay, and in the Apocalypse a... is a straight-to-DVD movie. Um, if you're using a, a Broadway play that has a worldwide audience, you're going to make money. That's still a musical. What are you talking I'm saying people about? just don't make musicals. You can't make an original musical because it's not going to succeed. All right. 
Okay. <laughs> the ones that are famous, Chicago, Mamma Mia, Cats might make money because it's world-renowned. I, I, what is the argument here? The argument is that the reason you don't see a lot of people stretch their musical talents is because original musicals don't get made. So, and, and when they do make musicals, you know who they hire? Singers, like Lady Gaga. If you need somebody to sing, you hire a singer and hope they can act. So I'm saying it's hard to say, well, he's the most versatile because actors don't really sing. I'm, I get it. I think they, yeah, I, I understand your argument better now. <laughs> I don't think I agree, though. Like, there, there have been plenty of opportunities for people to sing. And I just, like, they're still talented. Yeah, these professional singers are better, but that's like saying a professional actor will be better at acting. Uh, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, is there's I not a lot it. of people that are versatile that can do it. all of so, it. Because when you so, can do all of it, you can do all of it okay. Okay, so how are you tying this in with John C. Riley? John C. Riley can pull it off. He okay. was in Chicago. He was in this. The problem with this argument, though, with John C. Riley is that we don't often get to see him carry a movie in a leading role. He's, he's okay. far too often yeah. the supporting guy and hardly on screen or a supporting actor that is brought in for his comedic elements, not necessarily his dramatic roles. I just it's hard to say yes he's the most but versatile but he's one of the few that consistently does things like this. Fair. I I will give you that. Brent, agree disagree? Yeah, well like I said, I saying the most versatile is kind of you know stretching. I think the argument might be he he's one of the only truly versatile they can do all of it because like i said the ones that a lot of these well, actors and singers they stay in their lane they don't well, branch out oh man see i think you're just you're because it's not just like singing acting comedy like there's also stunts and there's also like foreign language films where they can speak multiple languages like there are so many different talents that people can well do sure in a but film. what i'm saying is the best of the best at one thing don't ju- like they um Daniel Day Lewis isn't going to go out and do a comedy because he thinks he's above that. Well, or, he also might not have a whole lot of desire, but I get your thoughts. Or ability, who knows. But I uh, bet he, like, I bet he could do it. You know, and the the best singers are going to make their money singing. And when they try to act, it's going to be in a movie about singing. There there's and and I don't know if that's a studio thing that they're not going to get a whole lot of chances to what's, show their ability. What's his face? What's it? True, phrase? proved it. Oscar Thanks. winner. We're getting closer to an answer. Dallas Buyers Club. Jared Leto. Jared Nailed. Leto. Nailed it. Still no comedy. No, you're saying they're going to be in movies about singing. That's literally what your argument was just what you just said. And Justin Timberlake was in that movie. Just about don't time. <laughs> fudge off with Justin Timberlake. Yes. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as black and white as you're you're making it out to be. Uh, well, I, I, it's not black and white. I'm just saying the opportunities aren't there for people to. Comedians do comedy, and when they branch out, you know, it may or may not be that good. And they're usually the comedic role in a in a drama. And very few people can sing or care to sing. So, to do. 
all of it is is there aren't a lot of people that do it and there aren't a lot of people that can do it well. Can we just agree that John C. Riley can do most stuff pretty well and then Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We made it here. I'm just saying I think I I think the proof is there because he's one of the few that does it. I couldn't name another guy that can be this funny that can act as well as he acts. Magnolia, he was fantastic. There's a movie uh, we need to talk about, Kevin, where he's he's fantastic. Because I think he understands each element of what he's trying to pull off. So singing, comedic elements, dramatic elements. I think it's proven because he's one of the only ones that, A, does it, and B, does it well. So I think it's proven. Fair. I think it's a fair, a fair uh, proof. Uh, we've strayed quite a bit yeah, from Walk happened. Hard. We got on a weird tangent. <laughs> I think, it, like I said, it's hard to prove with one movie. Well, it's hard I to mean, prove, period. Yeah. Well, and like, that's what Matt proved that in the last episode, if, you, if you're wanting to listen to it, it was the Dream Warriors episode. <laughs> that's the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, well, how are you going to... I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I wasn't on that one, but... I think I think so. But it's like, how are you going to prove it without watching the other... Seven thousand eight hundred fifty-four. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're all bad though. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I, I get it. I get it. I don't, we're not talking about that. Never mind. I'm not on it. Forget it. No, let's go. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, because like I wanted to prove that Edgar Wright is the best director working in Hollywood, and yeah. it's like, well, that's it's, it'd be a tough thing to prove. A lot of these. Prove it things unless we're trying to prove oh this movie's underrated or oh this movie's yeah. funnier than people think it's hard For to sure. prove it's a fun yeah it's a fun thing to try but it is it is difficult at times uh back to walk hard though are we ready to rate it yeah I think so okay um Brent do you want to go first or I'll last? Go last okay I will go first this movie is dumb <laughs> true it is dumb I I mean I'm gonna uh five Five. I'm just giving it a five. Five. Yeah. It. Man, I I don't know how to like even form words. <laughs> I. It dives deep into stupidity. It was not what I was expecting, and then there were funny bits, and then it just it's an hour and a half that feels long. It, it really does. And so, like, there are a lot of good things about the movie. I just don't think it carried for that. For long enough, I don't, the highs weren't high enough, and the lows were too low. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, the downtime in between, it, because they try to make it comedic, like his his spiral into drugs and lo- losing his family, and then trying to catch up with his family over a montage of him playing catch with a bunch of kids that are obviously not his kids, but. I, I agree that it, it came out, shot out of the gate, and, and then just kind of slowly petered out to an ending. Yep. So I'm not much higher than you. I'm at a six, at a C, low C. So that's not to take away. I still say John C. Riley is one of the most versatile because if he's in a comedy, he's hilarious. If he's in a drama, he pulls it off fantastically and obviously the guy can sing so i say it's proven in this movie shows some of that 
but I think the movie's far too dumb to actually sure. <laughs> to show any of his true dramatic skills. But six C. Right. Um. Yeah, I think John C. Riley. Like one of the great things about him is he's not afraid to look stupid. Like well, when yeah. you have roles like this. There might be some actors who are like, oh no, I'm you know I'm too cool for that. I don't want to look that stupid. He will go all out with every movie he does. It doesn't matter. He there is a thing that I watched, uh, like no small parts or whatever, and they were talking about John C. Riley, and they even in a movie like Kong Skull Island when he's in there for like what ten minutes, mm-hmm. he still goes all out. He does it. He mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. care if it's mm-hmm. a tiny role or if he's the leading man. He's going to. Do his yeah. best. Yeah. Well, even on that web series that Steve Brule, the Dr. Brule, what, I forgot the name of it, but like, it's just a silly comedy, but he, he does, it's just it's this, something about him that makes him such a likable guy that, that you can latch on to whatever he's trying to do, and it's great. He, he was, a, uh, I believe, an improv, improviser for a while. And they have like the one of the rules that I was taught was fail and fail big. Like just go out on stage and just go for the most audacious thing you can. And you can see that in a lot of his films. So I, I, I can see that definitely because like he plays a movie in a movie where he is a step brother at fifty years old. You know what I mean? Like that is the most absurd premise mm-hmm. for a movie ever. But that that movie is a good example of the fine line where, you know, you you do you give it your all, you go big, you, this audacious performance, like you said. But yeah. then you have Will Ferrell that it's kind of it just is grating. It's like you know this is tone it down a little bit. I think you just don't like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Well, no, I do in some things, certain movies. And Step Brothers is one of the ones I like. Oh. It's just one of the. I was like, because they play like the same people in that movie. And, you know I mean? and each Talladega Nights is there up with Stepper. The ones where he can play off of, and I haven't seen Holmes and Watson, but the ones where he's with John C. Riley are good. But then it's the other ones he's just far too over the top and silly to be believable in the story he's trying to tell. I heard people uh, walked out. Yeah. Of Holmes and Watson. Uh, it was not uh, good uh, from what I hear. I'm never going to see it ever. Yeah. So back to my score, which I haven't given yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Thanks, I. Aaron. This movie, like, I don't know, like I, for the most part, enjoyed it. Like, it's not like a masterpiece or anything like that. But I'm gonna give it a six point two five sliced brothers in half. Six point two five sliced brothers in half. Yeah. Okay. It was hilarious. I don't know. Yes. I mean, and then later the dad cuts himself. I never realized until now how easy it is to accidentally cut somebody in half with a machete. Wrong kid died. <laughs> yeah, wrong kid died. 575 is the final score, which is what a C? Yeah, C minus. C, C minus. All right. Uh, we're going to do a quick game of Pop Quiz Asshole. This. Or Sugarland Express. This. I've never seen Sugarland Express. It's, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that movie. It's just whatever. This. It's a long, I pick yeah. this. Steve Spielberg's first movie. Uh, Arlington Road. That. I haven't seen that. Did I, I think I was on that you one, on but that I don't one. really remember a lot about that one. The Village. 
The village. I hate the village. <laughs> I'll take the village. Batman versus Superman. Oh, this. That's like four hours of crap. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> How did this. that get such a high score? A high score? What do you mean a high score? Yeah, we're it's... talking about C minuses here. Yeah, but that's, that's less still, than a six. But that's still people had to give it in the five range. That I mean, was like there a good point things two about five. that movie. No, there Martha. wasn't. Martha. There were very good things no, about that movie. No, there wasn't. God, do you remember when he just entirely stops because his name, his mom's name is Martha, though? Mm-hmm. UHF. That's a fair. Oh, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. So this. probably that just because it's been so long since I've seen it. Because I was not on God, that, that episode. I don't know which one I would pick. Because there are some great bits about UHF. There's like two great bits. The Rambo bit, and that's it. What about when the Asian people are in the closet, and they open up, and it says supplies, and then they, they yell supplies? That's racist. I mean, it was kind of funny because it's a supply closet. See what they did there? Yeah. What they did there? It was funny. Mmm... Badgers? We don't need no freaking badgers. And the the turtles have suction cups on them. No. Yeah. I pick this. Obviously. <laughs> Rosemary's baby. Oh, this. This. Star Wars episode eight. <laughs> this. This. Alright, Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker's good. That I if you had asked me before we reviewed that, I probably would have said that, but I don't know, because last time I watched it, it wasn't as good as I remembered. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. It's not. You still got... What's his name, though? Most Def. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Most Def. My gosh. Hey, talk about an actor who's crossed over. Also, Ice Cube? He's done comedies, serious roles, he has. and sings. He has. Ah. Uh. And he's done some action, I think, maybe. Dude, he did do action. I'm he, sure he probably he, has. He did Triple X, State of the Union. Yeah, there we go. I, I should have picked an Ice Cube and movie. And family movies, like yeah. Are We There Yet? Why did I not pick Ice Cube? He's the most versatile one. Dude, honestly, he's also he also is a writer for some things. Like, dude's versatile. My mom loves Ice Cube. That's so what? weird that my mom loves Ice Cube. But, uh, you know. This is a tangent again, but John Mulaney does a great bit about Ice-T in uh law and order and is if you haven't seen it you have to look it up i'm not even gonna do it justice but <laughs> that's one of my favorite bits all right yeah so 5.75 for walk hard dewey cox story join us next week for two more proofs uh actually i believe we're gonna do star wars next year next yeah, week not, perhaps uh, right? not a proof but we're just gonna uh, kind of shoehorn a star wars review no we gotta it. prove that it was worth actually paying money to yeah, see and that's gonna be hard i'm excited for it i don't know I've how much more of ray and finn i can take come on man you don't like ray what's wrong with ray yeah dude they're just dumb characters name name a better ray can't do it Ray Charles can't do it. Ray Ray from Everybody Loves Raymond. Ray Liotta can't do it. You guys don't know who he is because he was a wrestler when I was growing up. But Ray Mysterio, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the evil guy from Spider Man. Yeah. Who is it? Roddy Roddy Ray? No, Piper? Th- there's no Ray in there. It's Roddy Roddy Piper. Roddy. Roddy Roddy. <laughs> Roddy Roddy. <laughs> Chowder. <laughs> Oh, all right, boy. that's all right. This is the end of the show. Uh, join us online at moviereviewcrew.com. You can across movies right on our homepage. Uh, join us next week. See you later. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Let's go, but inconspicuously through the window. 
Lady, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.